All right, hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Bearded Bible Thinker podcast. I am your host, Rob Grundon, and uh, today, so there's a lot of stuff in the news today, a lot to talk about, really, that I'm not going to talk about. Um, so the, the Democratic National Convention thing uh, began um, last night, and uh, the big news, honestly, is, so Michelle Obama had a speech um, had more time than really anybody anybody else and uh but but the bigger news than that is that they had four um identified republicans who were part of their um democratic national convention so that that's a thing that's going to be all over the news today and um talked about everywhere it's going to be everywhere you look so um you know take in what you want and um, again, just taking what you want, knowing that uh, it's all going to be skewed a little bit one way or the other. Um, but we're not going to talk about that because everybody and their mama is going to be talking about that a ton today. Uh, and and it was it was a good move, okay, by the Democratic um, Party. It was a good move for them to uh, have that for obvious reasons. It's um, it's. Uh, you know, the enemy, the other side, the other team is even voting for Joe is what that's the message there. So that's that's uh, a really good move by their campaign. I do think um, I'm sure that that both sides are going to be, uh, you know, doing some pretty obvious politicking uh, during the whole thing. Um, President Trump actually did his own little bit of politicking, uh, I guess. I don't know when the announcement came. Yeah, last night or today or something. But um, today, what is it? Today marks the 100th anniversary. Was that right? Yeah, the, the, the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which um, is the amendment that it's called the Susan B. Anthony Amendment. It's the amendment that lets... Um, that basically says women can vote, women uh, have a voice in the voting of America. So obviously, good thing. Um, and, uh, but the 100th anniversary, Donald Trump is going to officially sign the pardon for Susan B. Anthony, who was arrested for voting so many years ago. Um, and uh, so that, you know, obviously um, is a political thing as well. Um, Susan ain't going to care, right? Like at this point, Susan ain't going to care at all. And even if she has some family uh, left that is going to drink this in and it's going to be a big moment for them, it was a long time ago. Probably none of them knew her. Uh, none of the, uh, you know what I mean? Like they, it, it's a good thing. Sure. But, but it doesn't actually change anything or make a difference. It's a showy thing, right? So he's doing this um, to to work through um, uh, to kind of combat the other side, and the other side is having Republicans at their convention to combat him, and it's just going to be a fun little war to watch, I guess. Um, uh, but the, the the smartest people of us are going to look at some issues, and um, the people that are up to be voted for on all sides and not watch the news all day every day because you'll blow your brains out it's it's crazy all of the all of the stuff that's going on in the news um 
The one thing I want to talk about, uh, though, at, other than these stories, so the reason I'm not talking about the, these first two stories really is because, um, again, everybody's going to talk about them, and stories like that from now until the end of the year are going to be a dime a dozen, specifically between now and the election. They're going to be a dime a dozen. They're going to come every day. They're going to be brand new things to talk about and be mad about and rejoice in if you're on one side or the other. And so um, I, I want to talk, though, briefly. So I grew up in Indiana. It's a big basketball state, always has been. I grew up watching the Hoosiers and Bobby Knight and uh, hating the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, it was mandatory. You needed to move there if you enjoyed their uh, basketball program. Uh, but we grew up playing basketball, grew up around basketball, played basketball myself growing up. And um, so the the NBA, right? Like I haven't really taken a time, like I haven't really watched the NBA um, intently in a long time, but grew up back in the uh, Michael Jordan, Reggie Miller uh, Reg, I say Reggie Miller. Some of you youngsters might not even know who that is at this point in history. But uh, I was, again, from Indiana. And the Indiana Pacers star player was Reggie Miller um, at the time. Uh, great three-point shooter. Um, but grew up in the Michael Jordan era. Everybody and their mama knows who that is, right? So, um, But I haven't watched the NBA, at least regularly, in a long time. I like watching college basketball more typically. Um, but the NBA ratings being down is a big news thing. It's in the news a lot lately, actually, uh, that the NBA's ratings are down. It's actually down a lot. Like uh, this particular news story has it down at four, down to forty-five percent uh, compared to eleven, compared to the uh, two thousand eleven two thousand twelve season. Um, do, 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 yeah, that's a that's a big percent. That's like half, just about. Almost, almost half of of the ratings that it used to have just a few years back. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, the American National TV contract it says worth two point six six billion a year is the NBA's largest revenue stream. So that's a big. Uh, oh, it, it's also going to be up for an extension, and it is not yet known how the NBA's current ratings decline ratings declines will impact those negotiations. So that the NBA could sort of be in a world of hurt a little bit if that doesn't change. Now, uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this uh, is uh, that there are a lot of people. Um, you'll see it in the news quite a bit. Uh, there are people who are claiming that uh well you'll see it on on social media a lot and you'll see it probably on fox news quite a bit uh the others will probably avoid the topic um but the the narrative is that the nba uh you know doing the kneeling thing walking off the floor when the national anthem happens that kind of stuff um uh, clearly choosing a political side um, that that has caused these ratings to drop dramatically, that Americans are fed up and sick of it, and um, they're not watching the NBA. Now, uh, first, I don't think that's the case. It, it has affected it. I don't think that you could argue that it hasn't affected it. 
because there are people who who are you know um i'm this way with football now i i love watching nfl more than i like watching basketball um i love watching the nfl but i'm not watching it uh, because it's no longer entertainment it's it's become uh just advertisements for a political party and it's just dude people watch sports to not think about that kind of crap for a few minutes that's why people watch sports to get away from the garbage in life and just you know that's this is um uh tim allen in a tv show said something like uh that's that's why people uh drink beer to forget about their problems um and and that's that's you know like that's why people watch sports that's why people uh, um engage in these sporting events because they like watching sports not because they want to be preached to in the midst of those sporting events that the the place for that in my mind is if these players want to get involved um in in social whatever um in the social realm political realm of any sort do that by all means every citizen should do that at at whatever level they they feel conviction to do so um but man the place to do it is not (laughs) like the place look how many of you if you went to work and all you did was um talk politics and that's it and you did it publicly with no shame and it was like whatever side you choose that's it that's no we're not even talking about it you're an idiot this is the this is the this is the truth this is how you should vote this is what's going on i can't believe you wouldn't how dare you say that if if that's what you did you'd be fired right like at at just your day-to-day nine to five like this, there's no place for that. It's you have a job to do, and the the entertainment industry really isn't any different. Um, Hollywood is is the same way. All of them suddenly are um, social justice and uh, political experts and all of these things. But like, look, they probably have access due to monetary um, means. They probably have access to maybe more information or being able to actually talk face to face to some politician types, um, that, that I wouldn't have access to. Um, they, they, maybe some of them have had better educations than I do. I don't know. Right. So I'm not going to speculate too much on that, but, but by and large, they're just people. It's, it's really no different than, um, people on Facebook with opinions who work at the local manufacturing plant or at the local at the local gas station like it's it's really not any different than that they have their opinions people want to watch your movies shut up about everything else (laughs) um and and basketball is no different it just it it bugs me it does affect me um and i would be this way I, i sincerely believe i would be this way if um so the nfl the NBA, the MLB, all of them are um, swinging left along with all of their other famous counterparts. Um, at, but if they were swinging right, I, it doesn't matter to me. The, the point is stop being political when people are simply wanting to watch you and be entertained by your athleticism, by, I mean, by your amazing feats of strength and, and all the things that you do. 
you know, um, um, uh, there there are people in the NBA now that can shoot the basketball accurately from far beyond the three point line and do it pretty regularly. Like that's insane. And, and you, you want to engage and watch that stuff, but man, if it's littered with a bunch of political ads one way or another, and it just becomes an avenue for, um, for people to spread their side of the propaganda then shut that thing off and read a book. There's better stuff to do. And so I do think that affects it. And I think that because that's how I think, right? Like I don't want to watch sports if it's going to be a, a bunch of advertisement. Um, I, I just, I think it that the very reason people watch sports um, gets lost in that. But what you will hear is this narrative painted that that's the only thing that that um, they support the Democrats and so the the ratings are tanking and they're never going to come back the same and look there's a lot more that's going on than just that um, and that's really what I want to I want to make that point this morning while I'm here uh, basketball um, one basketball is is played different now. It is um, the culture of basketball is different now than even when I was a kid. Um, and that affects some of that. Um, the, uh, the fact that a lot of people don't have cable, a lot of people don't have... Um, I, I, I have Hulu and Netflix at home, right? And, and, a, and a free year of Disney Plus because of my uh, cellular provider. Right. Like I have those kinds of things. I don't remember the last time I actually turned the TV on um, and watched what's on the antenna or had cable or something. The last the last little bit of that I had, it was uh, there was a time that we had sling, um, which is kind of like cable. You get to choose your little package and pay. It's actually incredibly cheap compared to cable, which is why we tried it. But we, the reason we got rid of that is because we ended up flipping channels every five minutes. And you do that for the entire time it would take you to watch a movie before you find something you want to watch. Um, but it, it was good for some sporting stuff uh, when we had that. Uh, but, but I don't have cable. And, and I think there are a lot of people like that now. Uh, it is a thing, and that does affect it. Um, but it, it probably affects all sports a little bit. Um. So that's that's a thing. Um, the the other deal is uh, with the pandemic and everything that has happened, and the the whatever your thoughts are on that doesn't matter for my point. Um, that they're doing NBA basketball games differently. Um, the uh, lights, camera, action, crowd, excitement, that kind of stuff isn't there as much. They're in uh, a gym playing basketball that doesn't look a whole lot different than the gym that I go to here in town um, to, to play basketball or to lift weights or run or whatever. Uh, it, it's, it's less exciting to watch in that way. It just looks like you're watching a YouTube video of a pickup game, but with no one on the sidelines really cheering. Um, so it's less exciting to watch right now. Uh, the whole thing is just a little bit less. Uh, uh, but... 
and and uh, the the point being, there's a lot that is affecting the ratings to the NBA. Not only, um, not only the political stuff. I do think that has a big effect on it, uh, but. But I think that there there are so many other things, so many other factors that come in there that that we can't be people who believe that um, uh, that narrative is true just because or completely true, right? Like that that's the only thing that's affecting it, and that's what you'll hear um, from a lot of folks. Uh, another thing that affects it is the, uh, another example is just that they they play games at odd hours. Um, they, the games, it's not, it's not like it was where uh, people are playing basketball and you can choose between this or that channel and pick up the, these two games in a row in the evening and that's it. Uh, They're playing at weird hours and stuff. So that makes it a thing, right? That makes it more difficult. Um, something that you, I guess that, that you would think I've never thought of this until right now, but I guess, I guess it could be a thing that, um, that should affect it positively is that everyone, uh, a lot of States aren't like North Dakota where we're at. And in a lot of States, you're still kind of, um, stuck at home quite a bit more than, um, than you would have been last year at this time, uh, because of the coronavirus. Uh, so you would think that that would have something to do with, um, or that that would help in some way with the, um, the ratings because people are at home to watch and, uh, probably running out of games they can play on their phone. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what that looks like and, um, uh, what all is affecting it. But my only point in all of this is that more is affecting it than, what that narrative that you'll see is even though that is a thing that is a thing because people don't want to watch people get enough we all get enough political propaganda news junk in our lives we certainly don't need it when we're actually trying to get away from it watching entertainment and um you know i don't know imagine if if your favorite comedy sitcom uh, turned into nothing but political ads and political statements and even announcers talking politics during the game like shut up and play and call the game your ratings probably would go up but it won't be the same until until they're in gyms with crowds and lights and uh, excitement and and frankly, they're probably not going to play the same because there is something about being in front of people doing that that uh, excites them and makes them play and makes them want to uh, make the crowd excited and cheer. So um, that is an effect. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, but uh, another story that I wanted to show you and is this. Uh, there's a story in uh world magazine which is a a christian magazine um and the story it's it's a news magazine um kind of from a christian perspective some things that are um going on in the world hence the world magazine 
I'm pretty quick to pick up on things. Uh, it, so the, it's it's just a lot of news stories and stuff. And one of the headlines here today, um, I don't think this is a, a day. August 13th is when it was written. Uh, one of the headlines I ran across today is called Homeschool Surge. And it says, with fall questions looming for school districts across the United States, more parents choose to educate their kids themselves. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what all is affected by uh, this. What all is, let's see here, if you can get this a little bit bigger. Yeah, there we go. It'll be interesting to see what all affects this and how how it turns out because this is a thing. There are people um, who are just so confused by the uh, and every school district is a little bit different, um, which makes it even more confusing, I guess. Uh, overall, if you're looking at all of the all the things that are going on and being said, we had a. Uh, a school district uh, that is starting in our own town. I think it's starting in September. So they've pushed the school year back a, a couple of weeks to begin. And then there's one in a neighboring town that was going to start uh, a couple of weeks before that in August. Actually, this week, I think, is when they were going to start. And they uh, that changed, maybe. I don't know. I guess I don't know that officially, but... But one of the teachers got um, came down with COVID-19, um, and he is in the hospital. Uh, it is a thing, right? Um, but, but one of the teachers came down with COVID-19, and so that is, um, uh, I don't know how that's going to affect things. And I think that that's the chaos that the parents are struggling through right now, thinking about, you know, if, okay, if one person gets it, what does that do for the school year? Um, and there already are a lot of, uh, I know, um, I'm not describing any school district in particular right now, but, but in our own, um, in our own town and area here, there are already lots of, uh, differences and confusion about this, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, coming to school, two days a week physically and doing online stuff, the other three or, uh, doing school four days a week. I know for a fact, there's a school district that's doing school four days a week and Friday's kind of the catch up day, work with kids online who are behind day, that kind of thing. Um, so there's so many different ways it's being done now. And I think that that might cause parents to, um, step back and say, look, if I've got to be at home with them anyway, um, and work, uh, and, and do the work anyway, and, and be that involved, I might as well choose the curriculum too. Right. So I think that'll be a thing that, that affects it, um, in some ways. Uh, and I think that, um, uh, teachers are, uh, probably a lot of them are pulling their hair out a little bit. This is a big change. This is when they went to college to do this thing, this was not what they had in mind. Just like when I became a pastor, preaching to a screen with nobody in front was not what I had in mind. This has been a, just a crazy thing. And teachers have had to 
plan and think through things, especially when it just hit and school was like canceled all of a sudden. And, um, in North Dakota, the school year wasn't canceled. They, they shut it down for a couple of weeks or whatever. And then, uh, while the school districts came up with some sort of plan and then they did things virtually for the rest of the year. So I can only imagine being a teacher and having to deal with that. There's a teacher in our church that has uh, some has her own youngsters, and so she's at home being a mom and helping with homework and helping walk through things with a couple of her kids, while at the very same time having to do teaching stuff online with her class during the day. So uh, crazy, right? Like just insane crazy. Uh, what what some of them are having to do um, and pull off right now, so it's a big deal, um, and I don't know what uh, what will all come of it. I uh, we started homeschooling our kids last year, which is maybe kind of a god thing, um, <laughs> because it would have been nuts for us to try to figure out that quickly. Uh, but last year we started homeschooling. Don't have anything against public school or, or private school. I think all of them are good options. It just kind of depends on your family situation and your youngsters. Um, but but we uh, we chose to do homeschool. Our boys started actually this week uh, with their stuff, started easing back into that schedule, and um, we'll hit it more uh, regularly in the coming weeks. Uh, and, but it's, it, homeschool is, has become kind of this viable option for a lot of folks. Um, let's see what this article says. Uh, a May survey found 40% of parents compelled to school at home because of COVID-19 said they'd be more likely to homeschool in the future. So that was, I guess that's another thing that there, um, a, a lot of parents were, when that all hit, they were forced uh, just because of the situation, they were forced to homeschool, essentially, um, at least in some respect, even if there was outside help virtually from some teachers, they were forced to do some level of homeschool. And so some of them, there's probably um, a reality there that some of them were like, you know what? Like, I could I could do this, you know, like this. I, I could do this thing. Um so that that probably is um another thing that affects it i suppose um let's see no one knows how it will all shake out this fall but homeschool co-ops facebook groups and online schools report exponential growth there there is a gal i won't mention her name for two reasons i don't know it and the second reason is because she's getting enough uh, um, traffic in her life, uh, but she is involved in the in our county at least for the North Dakota Homeschool Association, or maybe it's our county homeschool association or something like that. Anyway, she's the go-to gal if you're new to homeschool and you have questions. Everybody knows, hey, go talk to so and so. And she was just for the past few months has just been getting blown up with people um, talking about this and wanting to homeschool their kids. Like it's been insane for her, um, to deal with and work through. So, uh, lots and lots of people are really considering this. 
Um, and we'll have to see how that plays out. Homeschool in, and public school and private school, these are all things that, um, that parents have the right and the responsibility to make informed decisions for what is best for their kids. Um, and so uh, I don't know what the future holds with school, but uh, homeschool has been really good for our kids. And contrary to popular belief, um, homeschool doesn't necessarily make youngsters uh, crazy and not be able to talk to anyone. It's true, true story. Um, it's actually good for them in a lot of respects. Uh, they, they're around adults a lot, which there's this myth that, uh, okay, I don't want to call it a myth. Um, and we give too much weight to the idea of kids interacting with other kids. That is important, right? I don't want to downplay the importance of it. It's important to have peers your age around you interacting with them. But it is actually equally important to be around grown-ups and see grown-ups interacting. And, and so you learn how to interact as an adult with other adults, um, providing you're not a, an adult only in age, um, but that acts like you're still in junior high, which is a lot of America, frankly. Um, but uh, it this is... This is going to be a thing, I think, for the next while. Uh, homeschool is going to get a lot more attention from folks who are just kind of struggling with, look, if I just uh, homeschool, then I'm, be I'm making the decisions. I don't have to sit on the edge of my seat wondering what's going to happen or what, who's going to do what or what decisions are going to be made with my own um, school district. So I, I'm guessing that it's going to be a thing uh, going forward that people that gets a lot more attention than it used to. With that being the case, this is pure speculation, but what, what I hope doesn't happen is that the government begins to regulate more and more what homeschool is allowed to look like. Um, because I frankly, depending on what those things are, not sure that I'll obey that. I know. It sounded really un-Jesus-y of me. But I don't think it is. God wants you to... Um, <laughs> God wants you to educate your kids. Uh, you are making disciples of your children. The only question is, um, to what or to whom are you discipling them? Right? What are you teaching them? Not if you are, but what you are. Um, and so if, if the government uh, ever came down and, and look, one of the reasons we decided to homeschool and it was before all this COVID stuff was because of some of the um, science that is complete garbage that is being taught to them as fact and not, we'll just say it, evolution um, that has honestly been disproven. Um, uh, is being taught not as someone's theory, but as just the way that it is. Um, and I don't have time to unteach that at the end of every workday. And history, which we know now, is constantly being rewritten depending on what side of the aisle you're on and what narrative you want to spend that day. 
and uh, it's it's they need to understand uh, real history um, and um, uh, and even even something as simple as like I, I would love in high school for them to learn church history I mean you're not gonna get that in a lot of places and so we just wanted more control over those things uh, history science um, the the ethics they're gonna learn the philosophies they're gonna learn um, and we wanted the ability to teach them all of the angles of things rather than only one. Um, and then they can begin to make decisions themselves uh, as to what they will believe based on, uh, based on all of the information and not only the parts that the government wants them to learn. And um, so that doesn't include all of the the things that in North Dakota it hasn't reached us yet but it doesn't include all the things that are reaching other schools that will eventually reach us such as the these ideas about gender um not being a thing gender neutrality gender whatever look man woman period right like that's it um and and up until last week um it was uh, a mental disorder to think you were the opposite sex or, uh, and, and it's not doing anybody any service to think otherwise. And so this working its way into the school system, abortion working its way into the school system, um, that's garbage and I don't want to be a part of it. And I don't, I don't have time to combat it. Um, when it comes, um, and that, that I'm, you know, nothing that I ever say on here is just this, final um universal i'm right attitude hopefully it doesn't come off that way these are just my opinions and this is what i see in my through my lenses in in the world so i'm not going to say that my mind doesn't change from time to time on things but i'm glad that we're homeschooling right now um it's just kind of how it how it plays out but uh, you do have a responsibility to educate your youngsters and if if public school is the route that you choose, then uh, then just understand that 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 is still you educating your youngsters, you choosing that particular route. Um, and so if there are things going on in the public school that you don't agree with or don't want to be taught to them, then get involved. Right. Like do something about it. Don't just assume, man, don't just assume mom and dad that they're going to learn things even in a even in a private school right um don't just assume that what they're going to learn and and discount it as not that important as long as they graduate kind of a thing um they're beginning to be groomed um and everything is getting more and more unbiblical all the time as far as what they're learning so um it's just be involved. Be involved in your kids' lives. That's the point. That really is the point. There are lots and lots of kids that come out of public school uh, loving Jesus and really getting it, and that is great. Um, there is a sense in which uh, being in public school has um, a lot more help for parents uh, with youngsters that um, are uh, disabled in some way or need more attention in some areas there there are there's a lot more help than if you're just stuck at home trying to figure it out like that that is a, a lonely place to be if you've got a certain situations 
Um, so there, there are, I don't want to paint a picture of the public schools, just this evil thing, but there are things that, that they will get taught at some point that, uh, if you're a Christian, you're going to disagree with. And, um, and so you, you'll have to, uh, if, if they're going to be public school, you'll have to find some way to, to preach biblical truth, to disciple them, uh, uh, regardless to teach them uh, truth about to teach them both sides of that argument basically um but it is important i'm rambling now but homeschool is becoming a big thing um lately so um it'll be interesting to see how that all uh plays out and what um what it looks like uh, in the future and and when the pandemic thing is over um, or calmed down enough that it's not a major part of the news and isn't changing our lives all the time. Um, it, you know, I, I wonder what school, what public school will be shaped like after that. I mean, just in function. Um, and if this uh, homeschool push uh, surge will continue, um, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, just as an encouragement and a challenge, I guess, um, before I end this thing, just understand that you, you bear responsibility to educate your children uh, as a parent, that you, you own that responsibility. And so however they get educated, um, the things that they're taught, the things that they're taught at home to combat things that maybe aren't true that they learn elsewhere, um, that they're going to learn their greatest bit of how to do life from you. And uh, they're watching you all the time. And so you need to take that seriously. That is, that's the big, um, for me, that's the big, <laughs> that's the big thing to remember as a parent. As, as when I, when my kids uh, are, there, my kids are old enough now that, that sometimes we go a little bit without thinking about it, but um, uh, they, Dallas has just entered this phase where he's in his room more and he likes, um, you know, he still likes Transformers, so we're safe a little bit yet, but, uh, but he's in his room a little bit more, you know, uh, kind of beginning to want to do his own thing. Um, and uh, Wyatt is still young. He just turned nine, but he's, uh, long story short, there are hours in a day that I might not see them uh, very much around the house. But, um, but when they are looking at me, they're looking at all the choices I make. They're looking at all the things that I, that when I prioritize something over, um, uh, over God, when I prioritize something over family, they see that and it's teaching them priorities. It's teaching them priorities. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you just walk around and uh, walk around knowing that when it comes to your youngsters, um, you are the one who, at the end of the day, will be judged by how you acted around them. Um, our mom and dad teaching them godly and correct ways to argue and come back together. 
um, our mom and dad teaching them godly and correct things about Scripture and how to live life in light of Scripture. Our mom and dad uh, discipling them and teaching them to love Jesus more than other things in the world. Sports are a great thing. My boys are gonna are signed up for soccer this year, um, but when I prioritize that over God, right, which which can happen, um, that's teaching them something. So think about it.